Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm Yutende, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutende, ready to continue our interview series this week? Absolutely. We have a very special person today, so I'm excited. I'm really excited because we have Olympia here. And I'm just going to go ahead and just pass it to you, Olympia. Do you mind sharing a brief introduction and just letting our listeners know where you are in your educational journey? Yes. Um, so I've recently transferred um, to San Francisco State University from, um, oh my gosh, Chabot Community College. Shout out to Chabot because I love them so much. And um, that's where I'm at. It's my first semester transferring. Um, I just graduated from Chabot in May. So I'm here. My major is Africana Studies. So I'm technically a third year um, junior here at State. Oh, thank you so much for just kind of giving that brief introduction. And Olympia, do you mind sharing with our listeners what made you choose Chabot Community College? Yeah, so I actually grew up in San Lorenzo and then I lived in Hayward for like the the time of high school. And at first I didn't even know, like I took a semester off from school straight out of high school and I didn't really have a clear direction but Chabot College was my local community college that's like why I chose it but I've just been lucky and blessed to have that be the one that's closest to me because they they treated me so well they gave me so much love and so much support and I really do feel like my success a lot of it is contributed like attributed to going to Chabot and receiving the the resources and the support that they gave me, yeah. Olympia, thank you so much for just sharing that shout out and just really talking about the resources that you were able to receive, that love and that support that helped you grow. Now, Olympia, how was that transition from high school to the community college for you? Well, my story um, starts with like, right after high school, I got pregnant and I had a baby. And so my daughter has been alongside me for the whole journey. For my experience in that transition from high school to college, it was really trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life, doing something that my daughter could be proud of. So that's what my, um, my transition looked like. Oh, I really appreciate you letting our listeners know that while you're going to school, you have your number one cheerleader pushing you on, getting, giving you that support, that love, and just the way that you are thinking about, I want to make sure that she sees what I'm doing, how I'm pushing through, because I'm sure it's a lot, right, to going to school, raising a child. Are you working as well? I actually work on campus. Um, I'm a peer mentor on campus and I just do that. But I um, utilize at at Chabot, there was like a specific um, CalWORKs office and then with EOPS and um, CARES and just like taking advantage of the different resources that are there for students um, and student parents. So Olympia, I'm curious, was having your daughter when you graduated high school, was that a motivator to go to community college? Like, did that make you think, okay, I have to really 
take going to school seriously so that I can give her a better life? Like, was that one of the things that pushed you into checking out what Chabot had to offer? Absolutely. It was, I spent like zero to five, really just working as a server at Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's and, you know, just serving in restaurants, serving in local restaurants. And that's how I provided for us. And then I would take one or two college classes, just trying to balance everything, being a mom, being a single mom, a full-time employee, and just trying to make sure that we are just surviving, you know? In that work, I realized that I needed to do something that did not put me in like a low income, a minimum wage, which minimum wage is like low income because minimum wage is so low compared to how much we pay here in the Bay Area for everything. But I, I needed to figure out how to propel myself out of that situation. And college was absolutely the way for me. Thanks, Olympia, for giving us that overview and the reality. You're so right. Everything is so expensive. So living off minimum wage, especially in the Bay Area, is a true challenge. So I heard that you were taking a few classes. You were working full time, raising your daughter. That's a lot on your plate. How did you manage to overcome some of those challenges and find the time to put into school? You know, I actually have to like give thanks and appreciation to my mom. Um, during the pandemic is when, well, I was a server, so everything kind of got shut down and I didn't have a way to make ends meet anymore. I asked my mom if I could move in with her and she said, of course, like always, you're always welcome home and I'm so thankful for that. And uh, me and my daughter, we shared a room in my mom's apartment for the time that I was at Chabot. It was it was really the support of, of my mom, which I'm really thankful for. And I know not everybody has, you know, that ability to be able to go and just stay at their at their parents home for free. So um, I, I'm just very thankful, thankful for that. And that was really what the support that I needed to be able to dedicate my time to my education and ultimately like me and my daughter's future. Thanks again. Olympia for being able to just talk a little bit about having that family support that way that you could move in and yes during COVID like your job definitely it was really difficult to be in the service industry during the COVID era. Now what other challenges did you have while attending the community college? Being able to provide for me and my daughter financially still was the biggest challenge that I faced and I was able to take advantage of the different opportunities on campus um, with some of the programs that I mentioned like CalWORKs and EOPS and CARES and just like utilizing those the grants that were offered by those programs and like the gift cards and like all the different resources that that they gave for just you know attending workshops or being a part or participating and I really appreciate the resources that were there and also the willingness to make sure that the stu students have all of their basic needs met. So that was my challenge, but also my challenge was met with all of the support that I did need, so. So right, having that basic need, right, that financial piece is such a challenge when going to school. And we know many of our listeners really struggle with that. 
Did you also look into financial aid or any scholarships to get support? Absolutely. I received financial aid through FAFSA. I also qualified for some Cal grants um, through like the webgrants.com. And those came in super handy, like so helpful. And I also applied for scholarships. Like I I think every school has scholarships that they offer. I know at Chabot College, I was able to apply for like in-house scholarships that I received. And then here at San Francisco State, there's also scholar like in-house scholarships that we can receive if we apply for them. I did, and I was awarded a few scholarships. It's actually so funny that we are talking about them because on my way up to my apartment, I checked my mail and I had like a, a scholarship, you know, award from Chabot College from last uh, spring. The hard work that you put into your academics um, in school, trying to get good grades and pass your tests and make sure you are on top of your finals and your midterms and everything really does pay off. And like even today, even though I've transferred and I'm here, I have been able to reap the benefit of my hard work at Chabot. That's such great insight for our listeners. Just hearing you talk about the scholarship process, how that played a role in your academics, making sure you're doing well. Now, how did you go about choosing your major? I was actually a political science major. That was my first declared major. I like had to declare one for FAFSA. And don't worry because you can always change it. Like you can change it as many times as you want. It's okay. I had declared political science, which is something I'm still super interested in, but I found within that that major, I couldn't really connect with the material the way that I wanted to or the way that I would have liked to. So I took an ethnic studies class and I realized that that is my passion and that's what I love. I declared ethnic studies as my major and it's been since. So I, I, I personally only had to change my major one time. But what I've learned in ethnic studies is that I can really take this lens of through a person of color's lens and then apply it to political science. If I choose to like be a politician later in life, I can always like apply my knowledge as, you know, an ethnic studies major or a degree holder into a political um, realm. Did you seek out any kind of guidance before choosing ethnic studies? I did not. I just knew it was what I wanted. And I was just like, this is what I want. This is it. And I took my new major to my counselor. I, I was utilizing um, Umoja Counselor. He set me up. He was like, okay, this is what you want. And just set me up. He made me a student education plan for ethnic studies. And, and that was it. And then I just, I just followed that plan. And then you mentioned Emoja. Did you have any other resources within Emoja that helped you through the community college experience? Yeah, Umoja was and still is very much like my home on campus. And they gave me like community counseling and, and classes. So there was like specific classes that were Umoja classes. And I love those. I love those classes. And they go right in with my with my major. Like now that I'm at state, my major is Africana Studies. So it kind of just really goes hand in hand. But the other programs on campus 
were like extensions of like the emoji community that I also found home in. My sister's keepers being one of them um, with, of course, one of our hosts, Utende. Yes. <laughs> I just love you so much. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, my sister's keepers. And also like there was like community and within like CalWORKs and CARES is like more of a parent community building community with other parents and sharing that that struggle of being a parent and also being a student. Well, because my major is ethnic studies, I really utilize like all of the different spaces on campus for all of our different, you know, ethnic groups. I really love like the Dream Center too, even though I didn't like get counseling from um, Puente, from the Puente counselor, but I did take Puente classes and they were great. They were amazing and being able to connect with not only people, but like culture, like very rich cultures. I really appreciated like having those Umoja classes and Puente classes. And like, I even did a movement class, um, which was super cool. Like the first in-person class at Chabot of introduction into Oceana studies, Oceana and Pacific Islander studies. And that was actually a class um, under movement, which is the Asian American and Pacific Islander small learning community i'm an ethnic studies major you know that's my jam (laughs) (laughs) i really love what i'm hearing just the the passion is coming out learning loving different communities taking these different courses can you share with our listeners maybe a story that highlights your ability to persist or be resilient yeah well the most recent story that I can share is definitely just my transition from Chabot to San Francisco State. And because I do have a daughter, my daughter is in elementary school now. Thankfully, I was actually able to utilize the family housing that San Francisco State offers to its students. And what it gave me was a whole apartment to myself so we don't have like a dorm situation you know that would never work with my kid I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live with with other people my kid especially people I don't know so the San Francisco State in that way has really done well by student parents offering a way to live on campus while having a dependent that has been great to be able to participate in but it's a transition and it's a hard transition because i picked up my entire life and moved it even though it's just over over the bridge i moved my whole life over the bridge you know including just moving my home all of my stuff and then also setting up my daughter in the san francisco unified school district and setting myself up with like a whole new campus, trying to learn my way around, trying to meet new people, find the resources um, that were at Chabot, trying to find them here at State and finding so much, so many good resources, but not quite all of the resources that I was able to tap into at community college. So just seeing what's here and getting me and my daughter acclimated to this new place has been um, has been a struggle and uh, definitely feeling like community college was more you know home for me 
because I'm definitely like a community girl, you know, like I felt just so, so at home, so at home in community college and transferring to university has brought up a lot of opportunities for me to practice resilience, opportunities for me to like continue to believe in myself and remind myself that I worked really hard to be here. I think that like in the transition, it can sometimes feel like, dang, like, do I supposed to be at this like big old university and it's, you know, this fancy university, you know, but I worked really hard to be here and I deserve to be here. And just like reminding myself of that all the time is ways that I've recently had to, yeah, or practice resilience. Gosh, you bring up such important points, Olympia one from being a student parent, picking up your whole life. And it doesn't matter how far you move, right? You're still picking up your life. You're moving somewhere else. I have two two children, so that just to me seems like such a huge, huge challenge. So I really appreciate you sharing that with our audience. And you're right. You are persisting and you're being resilient. Olympia, did you, was that, was being able to have family housing, is that one of the reasons you chose SFSU? Because... We always tell students, make sure you visit the campus before you, you know, when you're applying to transfer or, you know, meet representatives, talk to other people who've gone there, you know, do a lot of legwork before picking, you know, because several schools can look like the right fit, but the actual one is really going to depend on your personal needs. And family housing is not a common thing. So I'm just curious if that was one of the reasons why you chose SFSU. Absolutely. Family housing was truly one of the reasons because I couldn't imagine making that commute every day with like dropping off you know my daughter at school and then commuting to San Francisco and then commuting back in time to get her if I you know if my mom or my brother's busy that day which they have their their own lives if they are busy that day then I have to make it back all the way over the bridge. I guess that means I would have to be on BART because traffic is just so unpredictable. And so like just thinking about all of these things really stressed me out. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Yes. Yeah. That's the mom mind. (laughs) It's a mom mind because it's it's all that you think of all the possibilities. And I think sometimes the day to day of what it means to be a commuter student. Some students don't remember to factor that in when they're applying for transfer. So that that's so I'm glad you had that sort of forethought beforehand. And I wonder too, do you think the experience of, you know, most people who are in the local area tend to live at home. And so I'm curious if you can give us just a little bit of an idea of what it's like to be an on-campus student. Like, do you feel like that is changing your experience as well? Um, I think that it has changed my experience as far as just like less stress. It's so much less stressful to be able to just walk straight from my campus. Like, well, I'm on I'm on campus. So it's like a 10 minute walk, you know, into the central area where all of the classes are and stuff. But it's so much less stressful than to have to commute get on BART every day and then worrying about, I do like have to pay rent here, but like the constant like, okay, is there enough on my clipper card today? Like a, like the day-to-day transaction of like having to pay for transportation is, it just seems very stressful. 
I'm very thankful to have family housing and to have the resources to be able to pay for family housing too. Like the resource is awesome. The rent is also, I'm paying for awesome, you know, <laughs> paying for awesome. But also my FAFSA and my grants pretty much have been able to to take care of of the living cost. I'm just really thankful for the situation that I find myself in and being able to keep the ball rolling in that way of like just finances. Everything you're saying, you've worked so hard, Olympia. I just want to echo that. Like you've put so much effort, so much thought, every decision that you're making. So thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Olympia. And we're going to be kind of shifting gears now into our last question. What advice do you have for students, for maybe we'll say student parents coming into the community college or the university? What advice would you provide for them? Um, don't be discouraged. It's so easy to, to feel like you can't do something, but you, you can do it. Like the resources are there. You do have to seek them out. You have to like go into the buildings and ask questions and figure out where to go. But if you take the time to do that and seek out those connections, please like just just do it. Like it's gonna pay off. And honestly, like being able to have my daughter there witnessing me walk the stage at Chabot College was one of the best experiences. Like she gave me the biggest hug when I got off that stage and like just her telling me she's so proud of me and you know so happy and wants to be just like me is like the, the rewards that you don't get until afterwards. Oh, it's just so heartwarming and, and, and just makes you feel so good. So just keep trying. I know it's so hard. I know it's so, it's literally so hard. You can do it and believe in yourself and believe in your abilities and your capabilities because it's absolutely possible. And what I want to share too, actually, is that here at San Francisco State, I recently went to uh, one of the tables. They were having some tabling out in the quad and I went to the study abroad table and they're going to help me figure out how I can study in South Africa with my kid to bring my kid with me to South Africa, which, you know, I got to do a lot of planning to figure that part out if, if that can work out. The sky, I say that to say the sky's the limit. You can do anything and don't be afraid to ask for help because I personally waited until I couldn't afford anything anymore and had to move in with my mom and was like, oh my gosh. And then I started, and that's when I started asking for help. What I realized is I should have started asking for help a lot sooner because it's there, there's people, you know, in positions that are, that their job is literally to see you succeed and they're passionate about it and they're genuine about it and they want to see you succeed and don't be afraid to find those people at your local community college and ask them for help and ask them for resources because it's there for you and please use it. Such great insight, such great tips. Thanks again, Olympia, just for giving us your time, being here. I know that you have a lot on your plate right now, so I really appreciate it. And I do want to wish you continued success. I'm going to keep cheering for you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks again for being here. 
So for our listeners out there, we hope that you are inspired as we are hearing Olympia's story. And please make sure to share. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Additionally, everything said on this podcast is for informational purposes only. And Yutunde, do you mind letting our listeners know where to find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.